It was a night for the superstars in the in-season tournament. LeBron James carries the Lakers. Giannis Antetokounmpo, and by the way, had a lot of help with that three-point shooting barrage. And we'll play real or fake. The NBA got exactly what it wanted right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there! Welcome back to the Lockdown NBA Podcast. Man, this has been, uh, it's been a minute since we've been together, but we're back together right where we belong every Wednesday. It's us. It's me. It's John Corrales from the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. You find me on Twitter, X, at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake. I was gonna say you're not you're not Tony East. I'm on a different side of the screen today. This is confusing I, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm back. I'm back in my seat. I'm back on that left side of the screen. It's just exploring the studio space. It feels good. It just it, feels right. You you picked a good night to come back. We got a good we got a good game. One game was good. One game was kind of interesting. One and a half good games. Yeah, that's and then a good way to put it. The other half was eh. But two two in-season tournament games that uh you know we'll talk about. And then later on we'll talk, we'll play our game of real or fake. That as we head into Las Vegas, where does the NBA stand on this? How do they feel? Uh they got exactly what they wanted or not. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase of last-minute tickets. You know, a couple of last-minute tickets there for uh, people in Boston, my home market, where all of a sudden there's a regular season game on Friday because they did not get past the Pacers, and they're now going to play the New York Knicks. We'll talk about that in the second second uh, segment, but the Lakers have now forced the Suns into just a plain old regular season game while they move on to Las Vegas. The Lakers get uh, 31 points from LeBron James, 12 of 25 uh, shooting, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. And Jake, I don't know if you've heard, but he's 38 years old. He's almost (laughs) 39. Yeah, he was good, huh? He was Uh, really good. It's uh yeah, I don't look, it is kind of impressive that he's at this age doing this and more or less like willing this team to this birth in the in-season tournament in Vegas in the semifinals here. I did a crossover episode with Matt George of Locked On Kings since our two teams played each other. And we we came up with a segment a little bit of it where it was like, who which would you rather play, the Suns or the Lakers in this one? And I was like, give me the, give me the Suns. The Pelicans have played them pretty well historically. They're still trying to kind of figure out some chemistry and things and he was like, yeah, he's like, you don't want to play LeBron James in an elimination game when that dude can just break this out and do it. And, oh, yeah, look at that. He did. And now the Suns are done. Yeah, 15 points in the fourth quarter. It was kind of a LeBron-Kevin Durant duel. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, I'm just going to put it out there, that LeBron bailed out Anthony Davis from a collapse of a fourth quarter where he had three points on one of six and he missed the free throw and that would have iced it. I would have iced it. And Kevin Durant, I I was rooting for that to go in, although I'm I'm happy not to have to wait for overtime. I was thinking, like, oh man, come was on. That, that, he airballed it, right? Like he airballed it, yes. It didn't touch the rim, right? Like that was weird. He rushed that shot just a little bit, it felt like like he had another second, it seemed like, to take that. 
Yeah, but I think because of the way the defense was in front of him, I think he just kind of pulled from a place where he felt comfortable to get that shot off uncontested. It was a little, it was a little far, but I, I honestly it it was interesting to see LeBron versus KD. And especially down the stretch, it it wasn't the duos. It wasn't LeBron and Anthony Davis. It was just LeBron. It wasn't Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. It was just Kevin Durant. Booker did not have the best game. Uh, in he was this in foul game. trouble, too, for a while and, in this one. And Yeah, so he shot 6 of 16. He had 7 turnovers in this game. Yeah, he was in foul trouble, but that that's just the 7 turnovers is, is really, really rough. The- they looked out of sorts in the beginning of this one. It looked like the Lakers were going to run away with this game. It felt they were up 12 at halftime because of all of the turnovers in the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns. And they they straight up looked like a team that was trying to like, how do we play with each other? Do we have chemistry yet? Are we building it? And then, oh yeah, talent tends to win out. And it was a fun duel between Durant and LeBron as the game went on. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the turnovers. 22 total turnovers for the, yeah. the Suns for tw- uh, 25 points. Um, in a game you lose by three, there's, you, you know, you're looking across the board and where, where are the margin battles, right? The, the Lakers got up 102 shots. That's incredible. When the, the cool. Suns put up 75. So you have to be super, super efficient to, to hang with the Lakers there with just 75 shots. Now the, the Phoenix made 12 of 25, three pointers and they got to the line plenty. But when you turn the ball over 22 times and you give the Lakers 102 shots, look, the Lakers shot 37%. They shot 30% from three. They got to the line 25 times and they hit 21. So they win that battle. They win the offensive rebounding battle by a million. Uh, that is a big Davis. problem in the first half for him. Yeah, LeBron uh, had a few. Anthony Davis had nine. The offensive rebounds kept the uh, kept kept the Lakers uh comfortable in the first half. So the the when you look at the margin battle, it was it was the Lakers that won and this is how you win a game when you you shoot 30% from 3 and 37% overall, you get 102 shots cuz you're forcing turnovers and you're on the board giving yourself multiple opportunities. Uh that that's how the Lakers pull this off. You also want to know what helped the Lakers in this one? Oh, sure, tell me. The, the referees giving them a timeout right at the uh, end on uh, That is correct. Uh, that, that, that one, go what ahead. do you think of that call? Like the ball uh, was, I loose. Mean, the ball was loose and that should have been a turnover. And the, the sun should have had the ball down two or three at that point in time. I forget, uh, would have been down two at that point in time, because then AD got fouled, went to the line for the two, made one, missed one. I don't know how that was the call there. Like, I don't that, know why it, when we, when we talk about this and play a little bit of real or fake in the third segment here, I don't know, man. If you're going to put this on national TV and it's an elimination game, you've got to get these calls right. Got to get these calls right because that had potential to overshadow and maybe did overshadow what was like a fantastic game. That is such an egregious error. That's a game. Usher Reeves didn't have the ball. He tried to grip the foul in the. It's the karma was going to like set up beautifully, right? Like he grips fouls a bunch of the time. That's what Austin Reeves does. And that's fine. Do it. It works for you. And he's trying to get them to foul him from behind. And he loses the handle in this like karmactic moment. The ball rolls away and somehow they give the Lakers a timeout when no one had possession at that point in time. Karmactic. Whoa. 
I don't even know if that's a word. Wow. I, it is now if it's not. I was an uh, English and lit major in college. Go me. Damn. So, but yes, all accurate words that uh, you just spewed. I'm going to write down three of them for sure. <laughs> so you look them up later. But yeah, look, I, I know I've seen a few egregious calls just from just from the Celtics. They had a couple. Uh, I remember one against Sixers <laughs> where one against the Lakers or again yeah. that went against the Lakers. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the, from the rest to put out a statement. But I was just talking about this season. Yeah. But yes, there's that as well. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if the refs are going to put out a statement being so we got, broken up. About, we got we to do better and this yeah. is going to keep us up at night. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah. Like, I, I hope they put out a out statement now that it went against LeBron. Or went for LeBron, that. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there, there have been some really, I mean, egregious calls, and you can, you might be able to argue, like you, you don't know how it would have affected the game, but that could have, that that could have won the game for the Suns, and and again, this is go, this goes back to, it's not just in season, right? It's not just the tournament thing, although you want to make sure the right teams are have earned their rights to go on and compete for this tournament. It's the gambling. If you have money on on Phoenix and that game changes the outcome or that call changes the outcome, if I'm a gambler and the NBA is in bed with all of the gambling outlets, I, I'm upset and I am I am complaining somewhere somehow about the the, the league not uh, not making obvious calls. How do you, how do you give LeBron that timeout? when it's obvious the ball wasn't in in anybody's hands so that that's it felt like the ref was there and lebron just called a timeout and goes oh yes must give lebron the timeout yeah, yeah i don't disagree like it's annoying like on national again the if you're going to tell us these games matter a little bit more yeah it's a, still a regular season game but these games do matter a little bit more there's like a lot of money on the line too right for some of these guys you know that could make a difference in a dude's career so yeah, you got to get these right. I don't know. That kind of overshadows what was an awesome game to me. It, it was it was an awesome game. I'm stunned that, that Yusuf Nurkic was a plus 12. How the hell did Yusuf Nurkic end up a plus 12? Every time I looked up, he was doing he something terrible. He was getting terrible. kind of clowned for a while. I mean, he was just doing something terrible the whole night. How did he end up a plus 12? That That's so bizarre. Uh, but anyway, uh, Phoenix is out. Kevin Durant, 31 points, by the way. Um 21 from Grayson Allen, 21 for Devin Booker. And uh, what was the uh, Anthony Davis? 27 points, 15 rebounds. Not a bad night. LeBron James, uh, first Lakers player with 20, 10, and five steals since Kobe did it in 2004. He's the oldest player with five steals in a game since that became an official stat. So that's the Lakers game. Up next, the Knicks, the Bucks, and raining hellfire from the hands of Milwaukee Bucks shooters. We'll talk about all that next. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors, where our good friends there have teamed up with Josh Lloyd of the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So whatever you're preparing for, daily draft, waiver wire pickups, these are the players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. It's Josh's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. So he's got Patrick Williams on there. Who's starting for Chicago. Kelly Oubre, who's back from injury, back from the car accident. 
So he he will probably pick up some scoring. Derek Lively, who uh, you know, if you're looking for a center, Killian Hayes, who's going to probably uh, remain in the starting lineup in Detroit, so you can get some assists and steals. But I'm looking at Obi Toppin, especially if now obviously I'm I'm looking at him because the Celtics just lost to the Pacers and he you know it was shooting pretty well and he's been shooting the lights out and the Pacers are continuing to play. It's a weird week, so. If Obi Toppin is available, this is a great pick by Josh Lloyd because you need you need to find some obscure players or maybe players that'd be available in a week where may, maybe the Pacers are going to play two more games. So maybe Toppin is a good choice. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, he's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about players being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. So whatever it is, brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply thank you for making locked on nba your first listen every day i want to why don't you check out the locked on sports today uh it's the new national streaming show 24 7 jake 24 7 of sports 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 the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube so uh it's worth it this show will be in the rotation you know of course we'll be on pals was on there yesterday yeah after the after the, after the win over the kings so that was cool that's what you'll get you'll get the 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 all the stories bigger stories there on locked on sports today so check it out uh the biggest story for the milwaukee bucks is they are going to las vegas after beating the New York Knickerbockers, 146 to 122, 146 to 122. It was 75-72 at halftime. And then one team remembered how to play defense, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the other team still did not play any. The Bucks scored 37, 38, 37, and 34 points in the four quarters where the Knicks were held to 50 points in the second half and thus the 24-point loss. But the big story, Jake, 23 of 38 from three, the Milwaukee Bucks, versus seven of 23 from three for the New York Knicks. Uh, that is, what, 15, 16 more three-pointers. What, 48 more points that at the three-point That'll line? do it. That's going to win you a lot of games. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. I was like, I don't, I don't even really have much to say after that. I mean, look, the Bucks have been shooting more threes, and this has been a big point of emphasis for them this season. They're top 10 in three-point attempts. They're top 10 in three-point percentage. They're top 10 in three-point rate. So the percentage of shots that they're just simply taking from three out of all of their shot attempts. They like doing this, and sometimes you're just going to have those real hot nights where you can't miss, and everyone contributed in this one, right? This is a reason why you bring Damian Lillard in, five of seven. 
seven. Malik Beasley, a score, six of 10. You know, you have guys like AJ Green off the bench that can hit some. Beauchamp can hit some. Portis can hit one or two, right? Campaign, which was a nice depth piece that they added this offseason, can shoot. They added a bunch of shooting and they let those guys take shots. And yeah, some nights it's just going to really work for you. And this is just one of them on like one of the biggest stages. Spoils a huge night from Julius Randle, right? If you want if you want an example of why the in-season tournament is working was Julius Randle trying hard every single minute that he played mm. in this game, mm-hmm. right? He was sprinting multiple times in the game and not a contract year for him. This is incredible. I don't think it's a contract year for him. Maybe it is, but he was like all over the place. He had 41 points. He was perfect in the first half. He was 14 of 19, right? He was grabbing rebounds, dishing out assists. He was awesome. And like the Knicks still couldn't win when your player scores 41 points. I think, I think Randall is extension eligible. He's got a, is that what it is? I I think so this summer, maybe Uh, because he's no, he's under contract next season. And then he's he's extension eligible. So he's extension eligible is what it is. I was like, no, I know something contractual because he changed uh, he changed agents. But regardless, <laughs> your point stands that he, uh, yes, he was he was really, really trying. And in the first half, like the the three pointers were still falling for the bucks in the first half. Uh, the it was 12 of 17 in the first half for Milwaukee to three of 10 from three for New York, but what New York was getting a ton of in the first half was and ones. So they were 17 of 18 from the line and getting three points the hard way where the, the, the bucks were, were making their shots. And what ended up happening is that kind of went away in the second half where the, uh, the, the Milwaukee bucks just kept firing away. And the, let me see what the, um, Second half free throw numbers there. Look, the 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 Knicks went to the line five times in the fourth quarter, and eight times, uh, no, ten times in the in the third quarter. So fifteen times in the second half. Not quite the same frequency there. So it's just a matter of when you give up that many three pointers and you're not finding a way to make up for it at the free throw line. It's it's not going to work for you and. No, it becomes just a math thing, right? Like that, sometimes these games boil down to this. I've been talking about this a lot with the Pelicans not taking a lot of threes, right? Opponents can get back into a game when it comes to that. If you're trading twos for threes and over a period of time, a half, a team's either going to pull away or shrink a lead because of that. So you need to have those shots falling, whether you're getting the line, like you said, or or making your threes, with the Knicks, which the Knicks definitely did not do in the second half of this game, taking just 13 compared to 21 for the Milwaukee Bucks and going four of 13 when the Bucks hit 11 threes, right? Like it just becomes a huge problem. Shooting still rules the NBA in 2023 going into 2024. Yeah, and then Giannis, being Giannis, you know, 35 points. Still good. 15 of 22, um, 10 assists, eight rebounds, three steals, just, you know, monster, monster Giannis. Uh, he and Dame combined for 63 points. So regardless, that's going to get you a lot. Um, so that's the Knicks. The Knicks now go to play Boston on Friday and the Bucks move on to play the Pacers in the in-season tournament.
Which if this if you, I'm pretty pumped about that game, given the Bucks just scored over 140 and the Pacers have like the best offense in league history right now. Mm. Like, give me just give me a race to 155 points in that game, please. You think you think the the over under? Let's what's the over under? Is going to be 300? Can they? No, there's <laughs> no way you can actually do that. But I would love to see that. That would can, be so cool. Uh, let's play it quick before we get to real or fake. Real or fake, they'll get to 300 points in that game. It's fake, but it's going to come closer, I think, than people maybe realize. Oh, I want it to be real so bad. I, I want it to be I real. Want it to be real everyone, so everyone with that Pacers-Hawks game when they're like, they're not playing defense. I hate this. Screw you. That game was awesome. Give me all, <laughs> all the offense all the time. Give me three-pointers, dunks. I want a defense played. Not in this. Lakers-Pelicans which is fun for you. Oh yeah. And uh Bucks Pacers. Two nice matchups. Two nice storylines. The NBA sitting pretty here with this in-season tournament. <laughs> are are we'll play real or fake with them. I feel like I know where we're going to go with this question of the NBA got what they wanted with this in-season tournament. That's coming up next. couple of last minute games here regular season games being hosted here sacramento and boston so uh open up the game time app download that use the code locked on nba you're gonna get twenty dollars off if you want to get those last minute tickets to those games but it doesn't have to be games it could be any kind of show it could be a comedy show it could be uh, a concert it could be whatever it is theater just go to the game time app and use that code locked on NBA. Why game time versus all the other ticketing apps? Well, they bundle all their prices so you know what you're paying up front. You're not going to say, oh, I'm paying 150 bucks. And you go to checkout and you get hit with $75 in fees. And you're like, but that's not what I thought I was paying. You're going to, you know what you're going to pay when you go to checkout. You get to see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what you're going to be looking at when you go to whatever venue you're going at and you can buy the tickets in two taps. They've got deals right up to the start of the event. You can find exclusive uh, flash deals and sponsored deals. You can get, you can use their zone deals where you pick the section and game time picks the seats that gets you an average of about 18% savings and game time has their guarantee, which means if you find tickets in the same section or in row for less, they will credit you 110% of the difference. That means you're always going to get, the best price. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download that app. Use the code Locked On NBA. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Locked On NBA. L O C K E D. The name of this podcast, Locked On NBA, for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It'd be fun for everybody to check out all of the podcasts that are available from tonight's night in the NBA. So Locked On Suns, Lakers, uh, Bucks, Knicks. You're going to get full, great, in-depth coverage of all of these games. There's a lockdown for every one of these teams. So check them out. And they're going to be fun to follow in Las Vegas. I was so looking forward to going to Las Vegas, Jake. No, uh, you want to go to Vegas? What? No way. No <laughs> Um, but actually to do some work into podcasts from the T-Mobile <laughs> Center, uh, that would have also been fun. Uh, but, uh, nevertheless, the, the, these are going to be two fun matchups, I think. And here we are on the precipice of this 
tournament moving to Vegas for its semifinal and final. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of talk about this tournament online everywhere. So we're going to play our usual game of real or fake. And it's very simple. The NBA got what they wanted with this in-season tournament so far. So, so I would say real. Nick Ferdell probably says fake based off his tweet the other oh, day. I, but besides I didn't the, see it. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Go go look that up while I'm talking here. Uh, didn't end up happening exactly. Well, actually, it did. So you'll see it. Yeah, the NBA got what they wanted. There's Don't mistake that as me saying this is perfect. They shouldn't make changes. There need to be a few tweaks here or there. But every day of Locked On NBA know I've been talking about this. We've been talking about this, John, since before the season started, since they announced it. And I was a big fan of it right away. Mm. Ratings for these games are up. They're up like between 20 and 25%, I believe, for Tuesday night and Friday night games. Friday night when you could go out, do other things, TV ratings are up. Tuesdays is a big, you know, load management kind of night. So the ratings being up is a big part of it. These games have simply felt different. I've been at the Pelicans one for for their home games in this, watching them on TV. There's just like a different feeling in the arenas when these games are going on, right? The bigger part of all of this that the NBA got what they wanted from it is the players bought in. You have Tyrese Halliburton, who's arriving on the national stage at this point, and people are recognizing how good he is as one of the most exciting young players in the league. And he's openly saying like, I want to win this. This matters to me. The players have bought in. And it just feels like a destination thing. I've talked to Pelicans fans who want to go to Vegas to watch the semifinal here. And then you get the narratives that come out of this, right? Small market versus big market, contender versus upstart here, right? No one would be surprised if the Lakers or Bucks are in the NBA finals at the end of the season. The Pelicans and Pacers, different kind of story there. The narratives just write themselves on this. This is like all that you could hope for hope for and the games have been good we had three out of four really good games in the quarterfinals like what mm-hmm. more do you want out of this sort of thing i feel like the first the first three games of all of this were just regular season games on ugly courts and i love the courts by the way which and and look it doesn't matter if we like or hate the courts all no, that matters matter. is all that matters is that when people see it, they go, what is that? That's mm-hmm. it. And, and and it's accomplished its job. It's accomplished people. If, if anybody says, I hate the in-season tournament courts, the NBA is like, oh, that's too bad. Thank you for saying the, the, the phrase in-season tournament. Now you know what it is. <laughs> that's all it is. So yeah. all they need is for, for people to be out tonight uh, grabbing dinner at a place with a TV and having this, the, these, these games on and going like, what's, what's on that TV? What, is this college? What is this? And starting the conversation. Then you get to the, the, the fourth game and now you get that was so the, much fun. The, all the point differential stuff, all the point differential stuff Love started it. like that's, that's the next phase of the NBA having all of these conversations, right? Everybody talking about like, I love it. I hate it. Whatever it is. It's not unanimous. It's mixed. But all of the conversations around that stoked the fires. Now we're in elimination time. So this is the third phase, like a rocket going up. One booster went out. Now the next booster went out. Now we're in elimination. And I can tell you just from watching the Celtics and the Pacers, 
Indiana was juiced, man. They wanted it so much. And I find it a little bit funny that in a season where uh, Adam Silver decried analysis that relied on one team wanted it more, he's created this in-season thing where the determining factor really is a team wanting it more. And the Pacers wanted it a ton more than the Celtics. And like, so for Boston, it just becomes, oh, it's essentially a regular season loss to the Pacers in January or in, in December, where the Pacers are like, we won something. Off we go. And that all leads to more conversation. And the, I think the NBA got exactly, literally exactly what they wanted in all of this because people now, whether you love it or hate it, you're talking about the in-season tournament. Well, it, it just made a month of what is like usually reserved for like diehard NBA fans kind of a little bit more interesting to more casual fans, I'd say. And I don't like the word casual fans there, but you get what I mean, right? A lot of people say the NBA season doesn't start until Christmas Day in those games. Well, we've been talking for the past month in the lead up to the Christmas Day games, which are going to start getting promoted heavily in the next week or so, right? We've now had the NBA kind of front and center because of this scenario that they created. The players have bought in. It just feels different, right? And this also is to help their next TV deal and to raise the price of that, give them more leverage. So if the oh, ratings man. are up, if the ratings are up, they just are going to charge these networks, the streaming services, a little bit more, and then everyone benefits from that sort of thing. That's what this is probably truly all about oh, was to 100%. make sure ratings. this is one where it's like follow the money this creates more money in the future for the league more money from the players more money for the teams boom it worked look it's gimmicky it's absolutely gimmicky and i'm eating it all up yeah eating it all up these have been fun i've been riveted you weren't here doing lockdown nba with, with tony and me last week but like we were riveted by that Kings Warriors game, staying up late to watch that at a game that was decided, but by how many points? Because that could matter here. Yeah, yeah. And that was just kind of cool, right? Like yeah. normally we wouldn't stay till the end of that game before we started recording. This game's over. Let's start doing locked on NBA. And we couldn't because you had to sit through to the very end to yeah. see what would happen because there were stakes. I love that, man. If you if it makes people care about these regular season games more when everyone not everyone but people say about the NBA the regular season doesn't matter they made it matter a little bit more that's all yep. they're trying to do and they get more money from it you hit the nail on the head this is why you raise the conversation this is why you market it and have everything going so you can get people talking about it and now yeah ratings up online engagement up, up. They, they are selling a TV deal. And the last thing you needed was, oh, December basketball doesn't matter. Now it matters. And I think what's going to happen is next year they expand it to either six or even eight games yeah. and make it a bigger thing. And it becomes, this becomes the, uh, the thing that draws in your Apple TV or your Amazon you go to one of the streaming servers, you, you, you sell your rights deals to all, you know, TNT and ESPN and all that. And then you separately say in season tournament, look at all of the interest for this in season tournament. You can buy this separately. 
where the in-season tournament, the knockout rounds and the elimination, all that stuff, only exclusively on Apple TV. How about another billion dollars? Sure thing. That's where this is all going. You want to take that TV deal and add a billion dollars or two billion, whatever it is, to sell the in-season tournament rights separately. So that's that's where this is all going. And that's why the players are on board and maybe some people from teams and some of the players are selling us a little bit harder because when this gets sold separately, this increases the salary cap and this increases max contracts and increases mid-level contracts. And like you said, follow the money. That's where this is all going. I'm going to be curious to see the ratings for TNT on Monday night and Tuesday night and see if that's kind of up year over year because there's mm. it, it should be, right? It feels like it should be. These ratings these past two nights should be higher compared to a similar slot last season just by the factor that these games kind of mattered a little bit more. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. There's just so many benefits from something like this, right? Like, how many people outside of, like, NBA Twitter and stuff knew how good Tyrese Halliburton is versus yes. now? Right. He right. just put he had his first triple double on a TNT game, his first TNT game ever. If you yeah. think that wasn't motivating for him, but now you have a new star that you can market because yeah. people have seen him and there's more awareness around him. Like just all of this. There are people who hate this thing. I get it. Again, it's gimmicky. It's kind of forced, but it it's paying off for the league. I think like easily like this is of the real or fakes we've done. This is like probably one of the easiest ones where it's like real, 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 real tweak uh -huh. a few things. Get the refs to actually make correct calls. Maybe just put it in instant replay <laughs> to review it. I love it. I'm like a huge fan. Trust me. When if and when the Pelicans win, I'll probably throw a banner behind me here on, nice. on like the next show. Ooh, I kind of want to see that. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. It's gonna be fun in Vegas this week. It really is gonna be fun in Vegas this week. I'm I am legitimately like sad that I'm not going there. Aside from the I always love going to Vegas. <laughs> Party cities like Vegas and New Orleans, they still, even in my old age, still appeal to me. Uh, this appeals to me. This show appeals to me. This was a fun show. And we're going to have to end it now, which is sad. Sad face. Wah, wah. Uh, as usual on Wednesdays, or not, maybe not as usual, but uh, what's supposed to be as usual, it's us. I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake. I will definitely be here the next two weeks. You will be here. <laughs> I will not because the Celtics play and my job forces me to work for like many, many hours after after games. So sadly, that's the case. But I still implore you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Get into that comment section. Let us know what you think about the in-season tournament. And especially Share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown NBA podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.